Hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm dancing. I knew you were dancing, and I knew you were going to call attention to the fact that you were dancing. Well, I'm having fun. Well, this is not a visual medium. Well, everyone, imagine me dancing. I do a fun shoulder dance. Ryan loves it. <laughs> Welcome to another episode <laughs> of ABCs. All about crazy dances. In which I teach my wife how to dance. How to dance. No, you teach me about cryptids. Cryptids. And it's fun. Which are hidden animals. That's the, from the Latin. From the hidden Latin. Hidden animals. Hidden in the crypts? Hidden in the crypts. Ooh, is that where crypt comes from then, maybe? maybe? I don't know. Like hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta hide away the shame of your dead family members. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> nobody looks good when they're dead. <laughs> maybe you don't. I don't look good ever. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> so, um... Pack your bags. Oh, okay. We're going, we're actually going to a couple of places. All right. This is exciting. Do I need a passport? Uh, you need a passport briefly. Okay. But uh, mostly we're keeping it in the um, continental United States. Okay. This is problematic because my passport is expired. Oh, well then I'll just go without you. Oh. Because uh, I have a passport that allows me to get into Canada and Mexico by car or boat only. So today we're going to talk about you might have actually heard of this one before. Uh, we're going to talk about The Mothman. Oh, yes. There's a movie about The Mothman. Correct. It was scary. Did you see it? Yeah. Hmm. Does it have Richard Gere in it? I have no idea. No, I could be lying about that. But I've seen the movie. It has glowing red eyes, right? It yeah. does have glowing mm-hmm. red eyes. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's based on a real thing. Like, you know, and I say real as in whatever. So. Imaginary. Yeah. I say I, When I say real, <laughs> I mean imaginary. <laughs> That's correct. So we're going to dive into the wonderful world of the Mothman. The first recorded Mothman sighting took place on November 12th, 1966. Man, the 60s were a crazy time. Near Clendenin, Clendenin, West Virginia? Sure. Again, just in case, because this is episode five or six or whatever now, just reiterate, I will never pronounce anything correctly in the entire history of this podcast dorn i just called you dorn (laughs) i slid that one in there i will never pronounce anything correctly in the history of this podcast so don't send me any emails don't post on any facebook things don't complain i just it'll just never happen yeah and and you know we don't care but also, no, I'm just kidding. We care deeply what no, your opinions are. I don't. You, not to like derail us, but you brought up the email thing. And I think this is the first recording we're doing since we created the email address. I don't. Which is what? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think I saved a screenshot of it. Hold on. I'll pull it up. Oh, honey, I have so many email addresses. Oh, okay. It's allboutcryptids at gmail.com. I probably would have just made it abcryptids at gmail.com, but that's fine. No, it's all about, not all about cryptids. All about cryptids at gmail.com. Yep. Would you like to know the password? Yes, I would. <laughs> I don't know that, actually. That wasn't in my <laughs> so screenshot. So we're never checking the uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Great. We're off to a winning start already. Podcast number six. <laughs> so we're in West Virginia. Five men were in a cemetery. Why? They were in the crypts. Preparing a grave for oh burial God. when they saw something they couldn't explain. Lifting off from the nearby trees was a brown-winged creature. The men held to the fact that what lifted beyond the trees was no bird but a humanoid. This is scary. Yeah. This reminds me of, um, remember uh, the Mickey Mouse Fantasia? 
No. Like the big monster in it? No. All right. Well, those of us who have seen it know what I'm talking about. If you could stay awake that long. No, it's good. Fantasia is a boring nonsense no, movie. it's not. It, well, The Mothman yeah, is ahead. described as a bipedal winged humanoid. Despite the name which was given to him by newspapers, he is in no way moth-like. Well... His coloration varies from black, gray, to even brown, although he is usually the darker shades. He is often reported to be about seven feet tall with a wingspan of about 10 to 15 feet wow. or more. Jeez. Plus the ability to fly over 100 miles an hour. Well, all right. Yeah, now yeah, we're getting yeah, a like little, getting out a little of crazy. Here, flew 100 miles an hour. <laughs> like, how would you know? Did you have a radar gun on him? <laughs> Sometimes he is described as not having a head with... Oh, okay. <laughs> For a second there. I, okay, when I read this, it'll make sense. Sometimes he is described as not having a head with two huge red eyes in the chest. These eyes are reported to be glowing or at least reflective. The details of his face and feet have never been adequately described. One witness who saw the face clearly could only say that the details were horrible and monstrous Ooh. and that he had terrible nightmares and suffered a nervous breakdown. Oh my God. Yeah, so this guy had a nervous breakdown because of the Mothman. Yeah, the Mothman, I think, is being described as stoned, basically. What? He had red eyes. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to check your eyes for being red. So anyone who gets a close look at the Mothman seems to suffer from extreme fear and psychological distress, sometimes lasting for months or years afterwards, much like when somebody encounters your mom. (laughs) Oh, nice. Good one. Uh, In particular, people say... In particular, people say that the sense of pure evil overcomes them when they see the Mothman's eyes. Oh, that's scary. It's like Medusa, kind of. Kind of. He can fold his wings and walk with a weird shuffle that many witnesses compare to a penguin. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, is he scary just, now? No, now just he's like, just now he's silly and charming. I want to pat him on the little head. <laughs> oh, his little chest, I mean. <laughs> you little scary Mothman. <laughs> When he flies, he unfolds. It should have said unfurled. Like, clearly. I All mean... right, I'm going to change it right now. When he flies, he unfurls his wings and shoots straight up with great speed, then levels out to go wherever he wants to go. Huh. Wherever he wants to go. <laughs> Fort Knox, he can get in. Oh, well, he can. Yeah. <laughs> wherever he wants. It doesn't matter. Um, a sold out Rolling Stones concert. <laughs> He can go there. He goes wherever he wants. Does he really want to go to a Rolling Stones concert? Nobody does, but <laughs> he does because he's crazy. He's a mothman. He is from West Virginia. <laughs> I just picked the Rolling Stones because I couldn't think of anyone else who might sell out a concert these days. <laughs> mm. I guess, okay, we'll, we'll update it for the kids. Um, an Ariana Grande concert. Oh, there you go. You know, I think the mothman would actually like to see Ariana Grande. You think so? I, I would go see her. Okay. I saw her at Are you uh, a Mothman? You saw her what? At work one time. Oh, no, no, that was Selena Gomez. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, So witnesses often describe his flight pattern as straight up like a helicopter. He can fly much faster than any bird. Uh, (laughs) He can fly much faster than any bird should be able to fly. (laughs) As measured by those victims who suffered from what seems to be the Mothman's favorite activity, chasing cars. He'll fly in front of them. Yeah, he's a dog (laughs) with wings. Uh, He'll fly in front of them and even sometimes hit the roof. Don't do that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Come on, dude. 
Is this your first podcast? No, I know for a fact it's your sixth. Don't hit the table with your hand. Now I have to edit that out because the thing just spikes. And I'm going to leave this part of the conversation <laughs> in so that everybody knows that you're a dingus who just slammed her hands on the table. Can you put in a sound effect of a car roof being hit instead? No, I'll put in a sound effect of... <laughs> Other sightings. Um, the creature was sighted in many places across West Virginia and the surrounding states, but the largest number of sightings happened near the old West Virginia Ordnance Works, an area known by locals as the TNT area. Okay. Why? I don't know. Why don't you ask them? <laughs> it doesn't say. It just says the TNT area. I mean, I'm assuming it has to do with, it's literally the old West Virginia Ordnance Works. Why are you looking at me like that? Do you not? Is there a word in that sentence that you don't understand? No, I just thought there would be something I could glom onto to explain why these people, in particular in this area, were having such a higher rate of sightings. Hallucinations, perhaps. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Where is your brain? You. Okay. I said that this is, you know, cited in many places across West Virginia. The largest number of sightings happened near the old West Virginia Ordnance Works, an area known by locals as the TNT area. And you were like, why do they call it that? And I said, I don't know. Maybe because it's the West Virginia Ordnance Works. Then you stared at me. I know. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. (laughs) And then you were thinking about why there were so many sightings in this one area. Mm Mm-hmm. But that wasn't your original question. Well, your original question was, why is it called that? I answered it, and then you stared at me, and then... Listen, uh, I'm sorry my brain works fast. But... No, 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 no. <laughs> your brain does not work fast. I was... I, the reason I asked about Ramshackle why Ramshackle is not fast. TNT. I didn't know if it was because they manufactured TNT there, or if it was like a euphemism for something. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. That's why... I, but I asked, do you know what ordinance is? Yes. Okay then I think your question is answered. Okay. Like, it's not a trick. <laughs> like, it's not like, like, you know, if it was like there's a giant hole in the ground, and oh, well, even that, if they called it the TNT area, I would assume it was because the giant hole in the ground was caused by TNT. But like, I don't know, if it was like a cluster of trees, and then they were like, they called it the <laughs> TNT area, and you were like, why? And I would be like, I don't know why it's a cluster of trees. I would be curious to know why they call it that too. But like, obviously it's the West Virginia ordinance works. So they call it the TNT area because there are, there's ordinance there. There are bombs, there are TNT, there's explosives at the place. Got it. Why there are Mothman sightings there? Maybe he likes to blow shit up. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. All right. So now that we've gotten over that hurdle, are we okay to proceed? Yes. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm about to read the next sentence, and I feel like there's already going to be questions coming on. <laughs> An igloo in the TNT area built thick to prevent a chain explosion from the barreled gunpowder inside. West Virginia Ordnance Works is an abandoned munitions to the north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia that dates back to World War II. The facility, during its operation, manufactured ammunition and dynamite. Okay. The surrounding area is mostly forest, dotted with numerous grassy clearings and thick concrete domes called igloos that were used to store barrels of gunpowder. The area is also riddled with mothmen. No, the area is also (laughs) riddled with abandoned tunnels, most of which have collapsed, 
sealed off or become flooded with water. A wildlife sanctuary, McClintic Wildlife Management, now encompasses this area. Hmm. Wait, how long has the wildlife uh, preserve thing been there? Like since the 60s or? It doesn't say. In 1979, fishermen in the TNT area reported that chemicals had been left had been left to seep into the ponds, mm-hmm. causing it to be labeled an environmental disaster. By 1983, the TNT area was among the country's most polluted yeah. sites. Okay, so this is a mutated creature of some kind. Okay, I have a question. Why you were like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, as soon have as you heard started, of this? No, but as soon as you started talking about like chemicals leaking into the water, I was like, of course, this makes all the sense. <laughs> this makes all the sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That it's a mutated creature? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, we'll see about that. Okay. I mean, I don't know how that explains how it can jump up and fly straight up, but... Like a helicopter. Yeah, I don't... But... Or... Oh, wait. Alternatively, mm-hmm. it's making the people hallucinate, which is ultimately what I have been getting at. Is that what you were getting yes. at this whole time? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was here in the TNT area on the cold night of November 15th, 1966, three days after the first sighting took place, that two young couples would encounter this bizarre creature, your mom. (laughs) Um, Roger and Linda were driving Roger's black 57 Chevy Bel Air with Steve and Mary Mallet through the area around midnight when Linda noticed unbelievably two large glowing red eyes in the darkness beside the old North Power Plant and screamed. Yikes. They soon learned that these eyes belonged to something that looked, frankly, human, about seven feet tall, with wings folded against its back. Roger stalled in the road for a minute, inspecting the strange creature. The four realized immediately that their spectacle was no ordinary bird. The true horror began, however, when the creature spread its wings and began to pursue them down Highway 62 to the Point Pleasant city limits at speeds exceeding 100 miles an hour. So, so the, okay, that's so how that's know. how they know. All right, because before it just seemed like random. Like, well, I bet that thing's going a hundred miles an hour. So they got to the city limits. Does that mean the creature cannot go beyond the city limits? Yeah, he doesn't have a passport. Hmm. Mm, yeah, for for cryptids, passports are required for all limits. I mean, and... listen, all civilizations should have rules and laws, <laughs> including the cryptid mm-hmm. civilization. So the four arrived in town, startled and confused with no sign of the mysterious bird that had chased them. Roger parked his car at the edge of town, and they discussed their encounter, eventually deciding that what they saw was nothing more than an aberrant bird. Okay. In an attempt to face their fears, they again drove towards the TNT area. It wasn't long before they saw the creature yeah, I'm again. Sorry, that's ballsy. They drove back? They thought it was a bird. I wouldn't have done it. What, are you afraid of birds? Well, obviously. Oh. They're dinosaurs. That's true. It wasn't long before they saw the creature again, apparently waiting on them beside the uh, beside Route 62. The couple now realized that their stalker was no bird, but the instant that the car's headlights landed on the creature, it lifted vertically into the air with tremendous speed and disappeared above the tree line. Oh my god. These fools are lucky it didn't attack them again. I know, right? Mothmen's are not to be trifled with. Or moth women. <laughs> This time when they arrived into town, they went to the Mason County Courthouse and told their story to Sheriff George Johnson and Deputy Miller Halstead. Do you mean Hopper? Yes, I mean Hopper and the other deputy deputy guy who looks like a nerd. (laughs) Two hours later, Winona Ryder... 
Two hours later, city police began investigating the area only to return empty-handed. Well, he was beyond the tree line at that point. Yeah, well, you know, guns. The next day, a press conference was held and the local press began printing on the story, causing others to come forward with previous and future sightings. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, they came up and they were like, in a week, I'm going to see this. Trust me. I'm not doing it to get famous or get in a newspaper, but probably in a week or two, I'm going to come to you and say that I saw this and you're going to print it. Well, <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Time I, is cyclical and looping and... Time is a flat circle. This uh, this website, and I'm, I think that this is from Cryptid Wiki. They just, whoever, I guess it's probably like Wikipedia and anyone can write it. They're just the funniest writers that yeah. I've ever no, encountered. No, they really are. Like, I want to edit it. I sort of want it, but I also sort of like leaving it exactly as written. Because it's like cryptid fan fiction in it, a way. Almost. Like. <laughs> and like just the, the the little editorializing or the like, like they said, like past and future sightings. So causing others to come forward with previous and future sightings. This was the major event that started it all. In the November 16th issue of the Point Pleasant Register, the strange encounter would be brought to the public eye with the headline, Couple Sees Man-Sized Bird, dot, 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 Creature, dot, 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 something. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess they did only have one full day to write this and get it to print. I mean, that's a pretty compelling headline, if you ask me. I mean, I do like a good ellipsis. You do. The strange encounter in the TNT area was ha- a harrowing experience for everyone involved. And on the morning of November 16th, 1966, Linda Scarberry was rushed to the hospital by her father after experiencing a nervous breakdown. Oh, I forgot about the nervous breakdown. Uh Uh-huh. On the phenomenon, Roger Scarberry stated, I'm a hard guy to scare, but last night I was for getting out of there. (laughs) Well, the second time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I also just like, (laughs) I'm a hard guy to scare, but last night I was for getting out of there. Um, I'm Roger Scarberry, and I approve of this message. <laughs> I'm for getting out of there. <laughs> Mothman got you on the... <laughs> Mothman got you down. <laughs> this creature would be seen throughout the next 13 months in Point Pleasant. That's an evil number. Great point. I mean that. I, didn't, I know it sounded a little sarcastic, but that's a really good point. 13 is the evilest of numbers. <laughs> It was estimated that there were over 100 sightings within this time. Though these are unidentifiable reports and the actual number of reported sightings may be quite lower, Mothman witnesses are also harassed by the men in black who want them not to speak about creatures. All right. The strange sightings all seem to culminate in the collapse of the Silver Bridge on December 15th, 1967. Is this what the movie's about? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like a good cryptid story that involves the men in black. So, yeah, no, I mean, technically, I think some people do consider the cryptids or men in black to be cryptids because the, the, the lore of men in black is super weird. And maybe we'll just do an yeah, episode on men in black. One of the most interesting things about men in black is the concept that they, whether, let's say that it is like some super secret government agency, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. Part of the lure is is that they intentionally look and act weird so that when you retell the story to someone else, you sound crazy. Oh, that makes sense. 
Yeah. So like, you know, they're just like, well, oh, one guy was really tall and one guy was really short and the short guy kept like picking his nose or whatever. So that when, you know, I'm just like, you're not gonna believe it. I was these two guys in black suits came and the one guy just kept picking his nose and, you know, like whatever. And every time the one guy said something, he would like take a bite of an apple. I don't know. That's the weirdest thing I can think of. <laughs> um, he was wearing his underwear on outside of his clothes. OK, like, I don't know. But yeah, that's part of the uh, the lore is that they intentionally huh. act weird so that you, or when later telling the story, yeah. yeah, it's already discrediting. And then, because then there's this whole, like, men in black are a tangled web because some people believe that they are actually aliens. Some people believe it's a government. Some people believe that it's both and that sometimes it's aliens, sometimes it's the government, and the government one is doing it to discredit the alien one. And it's like, like Dawn, like it's that'll be like a season finale of our podcast. <laughs> oh, it'll be yeah. like a two-hour episode, <laughs> and we will untangle that knot. Yes, it's like misinformation, disinformation, information. Like it's like <laughs> it's it's every a treat. prefix you can imagine. Every every prefixation. <laughs> So part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because um, back in 2017, Mm -hmm. there were like a whole bunch of Mothman sightings in Chicago. Why? Why not? I mean, that's... Had there been sightings in Chicago prior to that? Well, so I think somewhere in my my papers here, I think it got... uh, Maybe it got mixed up or or something, but there... um, some people think that, oh, yeah, and here's a picture of it, too. Yipes. Uh, since you had pictures last time, I figured I would print out a picture of the Mothman for you, not knowing that you had seen the movie. I don't remember the movie, though, if it makes you feel any better. And that's and again, that's not how I pictured it. I pictured it as the guy from Fantasia, which oh. is it's similar actually, to that. Yeah, it's not dissimilar, because it said he doesn't look like a moth. He kind of looks yeah. more like a bat creature, I guess. But. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah, like a like in that particular picture, he looks like Bigfoot with wings. Yeah, but Batman is already taken, so they had to go with Mothman. But uh, so there, I, it might be in one of these papers. We might get to it, so pardon me if I'm repeating myself. In England, there was like a creature that was seen around this time, too, so... Oh, he, so he's an international the, Mothman. He's an international mothman of mystery (laughs) nice um so yeah in 2017 there were like a butt ton of sightings of the mothman like reddit was going insane with it and it was on the news and this is actually uh i'm gonna read you portions of an article from vice about all the sightings that just cropped up one summer in 2017 it was a normal summer night for john amitrano Working a Friday shift as a security for Chicago's popular Logan Square hangout, The Owl. But when he went outside, he saw something odd. I saw a plane flying, but also something moving really awkwardly under it. It didn't look like a bat so much uh, as what illustrations of pterodactyls look like. With the slenderness of its head and its wing shape, I know what birds and bats look like. This thing didn't have any feathers or fur, and it didn't fly like anything I've ever seen. Hmm. I don't know how to say this guy's name. I might pronounce it differently every time. But um, Amitriano added that the thing he saw, which, according to him, had muscular legs. Okay. He didn't. Right. He did not skip leg day. He did not skip leg day. And I have also noticed that 
all cryptids are jacked. Well, they should be. Have you? But no, I mean, seriously, have yeah. you noticed this trend? They're where, either ghosts or jacked. Or jacked. Um, according to him, he had muscular legs, a jutting tailbone, and a human-like shape. Flew in a strange swooping motion, undulating up and down. After it flew away, he retrieved his phone from charging in the bar and texted his girlfriend and close friends what had happened. I remember thinking... This is the worst time in the world to have my phone charging, he laughed. What Amitriano saw that night was one of 55 reported Chicago-area sightings of the flying humanoid in 2017. Oh my goodness. Right? Accounts have varied from large black bat-like being with glowing red eyes to a big owl or something that resembled a gothic gargoyle or a mothman. Hmm. I like gothic gargoyle. I like the alliteration. I like the imagery. I'm all about that. I'm forming a new band. Gothic Gargoyles. Gothic Gargoyles. Um, Most eyewitnesses spotted the being in flight, but some particularly disturbing reports detailed it dropping onto hoods of cars, peering through windows, and swooping down at bystanders. He's a peeping Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Peeping Mothman. Peeping Mothman. The alleged Mothman has captured the attention of the city from local media articles to rap songs to Halloween costumes and countless speculative Facebook groups. Amitriano later remembered seeing something on Facebook about the sightings, and as he read more about it, he contacted Lon Strickler, a self-described Fortean researcher who's been compiling all the Chicago sightings on a website, Phantom and Monsters. Phantoms and Monsters. Strickler, whose book... Mothman Dynasty, Chicago's Winged Humanoids, was released last month and has been investigating paranormal sightings since the 1970s and claims to have seen both a Mothman and Bigfoot. Since the rash of sightings started in February, he's been painstakingly interviewing witnesses and documenting their accounts. That sounds pretty cool. 55 people. That's a lot. It is a lot. According to Strickler, the Chicago sightings are unlike anything he's seen in the decades investigating alleged flying humanoids. This group of sightings is historical in cryptozoological terms. For one, it's happening in an urban area for the most part, and that there are so many sightings in one period. He added that he believes there are at least three flying humanoids around Chicago due to the varied locations and the concentration of sightings in certain neighborhoods and the small differences in eyewitness testimonies. Hmm. Yeah. Um, it, that's, I just remember Trisha and I like emailing about this like at work just because of the insane number of sightings that like, and it just kept popping up and it would just never seem to go away. But like nobody got like a picture on their phone or something of it. Like it was t- 2017. I mean, I everyone know. had phones That's a good point. then. Like, I don't know. Maybe they were all charging in the bar. I mean, maybe um, the men in black took all their phones away. Mm-hmm. The main reference point Strickler uses for explaining this phenomenon was the wave of reported Mothman sightings in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. From 1966 to 1967, there were several reports of large... Yeah, we know that already. Um, Local folklore later tied the monster to a bad omen connected with a tragic bridge collapse in 1967. The sightings were popularized popularized in John Keel's 1975 novel, The Mothman Prophecies, which is later adapted into a film starring Richard Gere. Oh my goodness, how did I remember that? Yeah. The town commemorated Mothman sightings with an annual festival. Oh, do, we, do they still have it? Can Probably. we go? Yeah, we can go to a Mothman festival. Hell yeah, when is it? 
I don't know. All right. Well, wait. Can we? Can I pause the podcast to Google it? No, you can Google it later I'm on your own time. <laughs> well, then it's not that important to you. All right. Well, listen. Uh, if anyone would like to contribute to our Patreon, <laughs> it will send us to the Mothman Festival, <laughs> and we will report from the Mothman Festival. We'll do a podcast there, and maybe one lucky viewer can uh, meet viewer? us. Viewer. <laughs> Strickler doesn't believe with the Chicago Chicagoans, Chicagoans, however you pronounce it. The people of Chicago have been seeing are harbingers, or as you would say, harbingers. Well, it makes sense. <laughs> um, harbingers of bad things to come. These beings are less aggressive than the ones in Point Pleasant, for the most part. I believe overall there was only one being in the Point Pleasant area that was seen during that period. While he's not sure why Chicagoans are seeing what they're seeing, he theorized, I think they're flesh and blood beings that aren't of this world. Hmm. But um, there's never been any reports of like them attacking people, just like chasing cars is like the worst of it, right? Yeah. 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 And having and, a nervous... Br- oh, cool. oh, quick question. Col- wait, and collapsing bridges. Don't forget about oh, that. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, the All the sightings in Chicago, were there any reports of nervous breakdown type of behavior post those sightings? Not in the Vice article. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but you, you have to look into its eyes. So if you just see it, that's different. It has to look you in the eyes because that's why you said Medusa earlier. Got it. Okay. You have to see his glowing red eyes. Oh God, I'm scared. Glowing red eyes. You have to go to bed at the same time as me tonight. Nope. <laughs> you know what? I will. No. Now I don't want you to. <laughs> It'll be a mothman <laughs> in your bed. Where's my dog? <laughs> <laughs> Eaten by a mothman. So, uh, a Mothman-like creature was proposed by a select few paranormal enthusiasts to be sighted during the 9-11 disaster. Hmm. Many similar cryptids and creatures have been seen worldwide. The sightings are similar to a Mothman in many ways, including the fact that most of them seem to be heralds of impending disasters. Some places the Mothman or its fellows have visited include... Freeburg, Germany, where a Mothman-like creature scared miners away shortly before a collapse. Another notable notable visit was to the nuclear power plant, Chernobyl, where the creature haunted the facilities for a while before the famous nuclear, nuclear meltdown. Um, and then there were also two Mothman pictures taken in New York on 9-11 and multiple sightings before the Minnesota Bridge collapse. Hmm. Well, okay, so I keep going back to the Chicago one because it's the most recent and a lot of sightings. Did anything particularly bad happen in Chicago in 2017? Mm. Like soon after the time that all these sightings happened? Not that I mean, I don't know because I'm not from Chicago. Yeah, I know, but I just feel like I've heard of Chernobyl. I'm not from Chernobyl or Russia or whatever. Well, nothing, no no power plants melted down in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know if anything else... Yeah, it was going on there. Some people believe that the Mothman tries to warn people about disasters about to happen, such as the Freeburg and Chernobyl sightings listed above. However, since there only seems to be one Mothman instead of a bunch of its kind, this is the weirdest uh, thing. However, since there only seems to be one Mothman instead of a bunch of its kind, and since he seems rather paranormal, these sightings are not much of interest to cryptozoologists who want to discover new kinds of creatures. Okay. But wait a minute. But the vice or whatever, somebody was saying that he thought there was at least three distinct Yeah, well, type. right. No. So I remember, you might not remember this because it was probably like 
three or four weeks ago when we did our first podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. But there we talked about, I think it was three, in that four one. Four weeks ago in 2018. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sh- we call it out actually in one of those. I know. That's what uh, Tim said. But uh, there's almost like a, a divide. Like some cryptids are more like paranormal and some of them are like, this could be an animal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we talked. So like, I feel like it's just like you have two people who are into cryptids one guy saying mothman's a spooky harbinger of doom and one guy's like no this is some unidentified creature right right i guess i think um the thing i just got caught up on is i feel like in that last paragraph it's two different people describing two different incidences yeah 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 yeah. no strickler isn't the one who's saying that um he's saying that the you know i think they're flesh and blood beings that aren't of this world. And then some believe the Mothman tries to warn people about disasters. And that's the paranormal one. Like it's not him. Some people got it. Got it. Okay. Pay attention, dude. I know sometimes I have to start sentences over, but it's awkward reading some of these sentences. Sometimes I feel like I'm reading a work email. (laughs) Mothman sightings have been associated with at least two other cryptids. Okay. Oh, gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Crossover. Well, because some people are thinking that th- that Mothmen are actually another cryptid being misidentified as its own cryptid. Okay. Mothman sightings have been associated with at least two other cryptids, gigantic Thunderbirds, which I think we've talked about briefly, briefly before, but, we but we'll do Thunderbirds. Okay. Thunderbirds with gray bodies and red heads that were sighted at the same area at the same time by a few witnesses and Owlman which is an identical creature with wings and red eyes, sighted in Cornwell, England in 1976. Okay, So that's their Mothman. No, he's the Owlman. Owlman. But he's their Mothman is what I'm saying. So he's also like a harbinger of a... A lot of people... So UFOs, a lot of people think skeptics say that it's either Venus. That's what people are seeing in the sky. And they think it's a UFO. Okay. A lot of things cryptid wise particularly flying cryptids and things like that people think are owls because owls apparently look scary when they're flying and they can have and they can look bigger and gianter and they're all like crazy scary when they're flying around particularly like i think it's like a barn owl or something all right after this i want to look up a video of a barn owl flying i know it won't have the same effect as if you saw it in in person at nighttime but you can do it yeah, no, I think that would be fun. I, I'm yeah. down. We'll YouTube the shit out of that. All right. So, Sheriff George Johnson, who the original witnesses contacted, believed the Mothman may have been a large heron. Okay. Wildlife biologist Dr. Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University thought that the Mothman was a sandhill crane, which the newspapers then reported on, but witnesses completely disregarded. They were hmm. like, no, it ain't no crane. Okay. Skeptic Joseph Nickel posited owls as an explanation because of their eye shine and their silhouette resembling the headless mothman so like when it's like yeah 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 like they think that it's head it's in yeah most modern skeptics seem to agree with joe nickel but the sightings might just be too extraordinary to attribute them to such animals i mean it's it's surprising the the one that i'm trying to save for if abby ever wants to do this podcast with us because the first sighting is on her birthday Mm -hmm. not her you know actual birthday but like September 12th. Right. There's a future sighting. Yes, a future <laughs> sighting. I'm going to report it to the newspaper <laughs> right now, but it's for September 12th. I'm going to see. It's called the Flatwoods Monster. Mm-hmm. And um, they actually even did an episode of it on uh, Project Blue Book. Oh, cool. But 
In closing, I would like to say, two legends from Shawnee Indian lore mention creatures closely resembling Mothman, deemed Misigwa and Wapi, respectively. In The Legend of Misigwa, description of the Mothman is indeed similar to Bigfoot by ceremonial dress used during the bread dance. The Wapi legend is also similar in that it's part of Shawnee lore and that the family of Native Americans chose to become white hawks living in the forest near Point Pleasant. Oh, so interesting. So a little shape-shifting... Uh, oh, man, I want that to be true. That one? That's Yeah. yeah. Okay, can... Can, can we just make it true? All right, I hereby <laughs> declare it is true. No, the next time we do this, can we do the Wapi? Yeah, sure, maybe, yeah, we can do yeah. that. Okay. Maybe we'll do a little Thunderbird uh, Wapi crossover yes. or something. Yeah, we can totally do that, the next one. All right. Are you, so you're getting in a future sighting of a <laughs> yeah. Wapi? Um, but yeah, that's Mothman. Is he cool? Very cool. Cool. Any final thoughts? Um ultimately i really am like super stuck on all of the chicago sightings and i think i'm gonna go google like more realistic versions of like what that could have been oh yeah well maybe yeah i mean it, it could have been a maybe somebody let uh like five or ten owls loose in chicago i mean it's possible yeah especially on like reddit and stuff they were going nuts for all these mothman sightings of people just report there might even be pictures on there i don't know like i just i did this research super quick and it was because i was gonna do the chicago mothman sightings exclusively but then i was like oh i should just roll it over into a full mothman episode just because that popped into my head about you know trish and i emailing back and forth about the crazy sightings in chicago so yeah cool i love it i'm pro all right well you have now been learned about mothman well thank you for teaching me you're welcome all right well bye yeah love you bye